Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Grassroots Podcast, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. I'm Ryan Wisner, editor of Green Industry Pros. I recently spoke with Ditchwich Product Marketing Manager Chapman Hancock and Compact Equipment Manager Brent Cuckoo about the variety of benefits to utilizing vacuum excavators and mini skid steers on landscaping job sites. Let's listen in. So thanks, guys, for joining us today on the Grassroots Podcast. Uh, we're here today <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, talk a little bit about uh, stand-on skid steers and the vacuum ex- excavators and how they fit into the green, green industry. Um, and uh, so today I have Chapman Hancock, and uh, it's Brant Cuckoo, if I remember correctly. And uh, so, uh, Brant, why don't you introduce yourself? Yep, I'm Brant Cuckoo, uh, product manager for Ditchwitch. Uh, cover compact equipment lineup, including the Ditchwich SK stand-on skid steers. Okay. And, and Chapman? My name is Chapman Hancock. I'm the product manager for vacuum excavation at Ditchwich. Just like to say thanks, Ryan, for having us on your podcast today. We really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. I'm I'm uh, glad to have you back on. And because uh, uh, Chapman, I know you've appeared before where we were talking some about the uh, vacuum excavators in the past. So. Uh, to get things started off today, um, just to in in the general sense, um, since we're talking about both of these uh, types of machines here, uh, we want to get into a little bit of both the landscape and irrigation side of things. So, Chapman, uh, why don't we start with you and just to touch base a little bit on uh, the use of the vacuum excavators in the irrigation market in particular? Absolutely, Ryan. So, the vacuum excavation really is a diverse product offering. And when we're talking through uh, the irrigation and other areas, vacuum excavations is a good choice for soft excavating or exposing a pipe using high pressure water, similar to a power washer, and then pulling that slurry out of the ground with the vacuum portion of the system. It then gets carried off into a holding tank, we call it a debris tank, and then can be transported for disposal. So the, the benefit there of vacuum excavation is being able to expose the utility in a safe manner where you're not damaging the infrastructure that's in the ground. Uh, so for example, in irrigation, uh, there's a lot of customers and contractors out there today utilizing vacuum excavation to replace sprinkler heads. Uh, you know, we've, we've all had that opportunity to go out and dig up a sprinkler head that we ran over with the lawnmower, or the kid ran it over with their bike or whatever happened. And you get in there with a shovel, you start going down there, it, it never fails at some point in time, you're gonna snap the high rise or the vertical portion of that pipe. So with, with a vacuum excavator, you can actually get in there, you can expose an area, you know, two inches outside of the sprinkler head, down deep enough to get a clear cut and replacement on the existing pipe without damaging it. So you only have to replace the sprinkler head, not the full upright from the pipe down. So that's, that's, that's one area where there's a big benefit. Okay. So conversely then, uh... Brent, uh, with a stand-on skid steer, that, that may be where you're, uh, you're getting a, a trencher attachment as far as when you're getting started first install, maybe first installing that, that pipe. Is that, would that be accurate? Yes, yeah, that's true. Uh, skid steer trenchers uh, are typically used in that new construction application. So installing new irrigation and water lines and gas lines, you would come in you would want to expose the utilities so you don't trench into them. Uh, so you can make sure you go over or under those existing utilities. 
but you would use those stand on skid steer trenchers to expose uh, open trench in the in the yard to be able to install those problems. Yeah, and Brent, that's a good point. When you're doing the open cuts and you're going in the yard for new installation of irrigation systems, um, I think it's important, Ryan, to point out that vacuum excavators are not only a standalone piece of equipment on a job site, but they're also really great complementary pieces of equipment. And what I mean by that is if, if Brent's using a, a skid steer to trench in a line uh, in an existing home or neighborhood, and there is an existing utility in the ground, call it a, a fiber, fiber optic cable for internet, he can trench up to that. We can expose it with a vacuum excavator, make sure that everything's good there. We can expose it down to the bottom of the ditch. The irrigation line can be put in. And then Brant can go around the other side and, and keep going. And in a lot of cases, contractors will they'll, they'll white line the planned path for the irrigation system. So then the vacuum excavator can go over and go ahead and expose those utilities. The trencher can come in and just get to it, see the, the utility go around it, and then start the trench again. So it's, it's really well paired with uh, uh, trenchers. Okay. So what uh, what sorts of other uses, uh, Brant, does the uh, do the stand on skid steers in particular have uh, for uh, landscapers? You know, be it on that irrigation side or just even even into uh, other job areas. So stand on skid steers is extremely versatile in the fact that you can replace the attachment on the front end. So instead of using a trencher to create an open trench, uh, you could use a cable plow. So the cable plow is another attachment that you can use that doesn't create an open trench, but allows you to put product in the ground and pull that product through the ground without disturbing the soils too much. Uh, there's a little bit of finish work to do with a plow, but not near as much finish work to do with a trencher. Um, the other thing you can use those stand-on skid steers for, you know, using pallet forks, put a pallet fork on the front of it. You can carry sod in and out from the job site. You can use buckets, you can use rakes, uh, everything to help finish that job. So you're not just a trencher contractor, you're, you're a contractor that can do it from start to finish. Well, and, and one of the things with the stand-on skid steers then too is just the overall size compared to a, a regular CTL or a regular skid steer is they're a little bit smaller where you're gonna be able to get into a uh, little bit smaller spaces than you would with one of those other machines? Yeah, typically uh, stand-on skid steers are down to 36 inches wide. You can get through a standard yard gate. Um, that way the irrigation contractor doesn't have to replace the gates or remove gates to be able to trench into the backyard or plow into the backyard. Uh, you have good maneuverability with these small stand-on skid steers that you wouldn't have with a typical five foot or six foot uh, cab skid steer. Um, and also a big benefit of a stand-on skid steer is you have 360 degrees of visibility uh, when you're standing on the back of these machines. Uh, so you can see behind you by simply turning. Uh, you don't have a cab that's, that's blocked your view uh, to, see able to see behind you. So and Chapman, you did mention that uh, this you, between these two machines, it's a really good opportunity to kind of utilize both of them as uh, on these job sites uh, where where they really work cooperatively. So with that in mind, is that are you seeing that uh, just in the overall market uh, within the, irrig the irrigation market where you're seeing contractors have both 
both the vacuum excavator and and uh, mini skid to to utilize in that fashion yeah we are we're starting to see more of that actually um we're starting to see more contractors understand the opportunities that exist with vacuum excavators uh, in both the irrigation and the landscape side so not only are they going out with the irrigation installations but they're also pairing up with with the landscapers as well uh, for example landscaping uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of backs being utilized for um, mulch removal so if you you can imagine every year you go and you, you spread new mulch well over time that mulch decomposes and then your flower bed starts stacking up in depth of this soil it's great nutrition but at some point you got to remove that and put fresh down because you're raising that flower bed up a vacuum excavator can go in there with a suction tool they can pull all of the existing mulch out without damaging the existing vegetation so they're able to get in and out without damaging the plants you don't have to replant anything uh, if you want it to stay there that year as well it can and then uh, a lot of times we're seeing the mini skid steers with buckets come around with the mulch you're spreading the mulch and that's another great way to pair it and uh, you know mentioning the skid steers being able to fit through a gate in a lot of cases the backs are actually being parked either in the driveway or on the street and then you're you're capable of running a couple hundred feet of hose to the backyard or to the front flower garden wherever it is you're working um, so you do have access to those restricted areas with the back as well. Yeah, it's, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because that was going to be one of my questions is under, understanding that the skid steers can get back there and how easy is it for the VACs to also get into those uh, maybe more restricted access. So you, so you can have like a hundred foot uh, yeah. tube to yeah. get there and still have the suction. Absolutely. You, you can go pretty much anywhere. Uh, you know, there is a limit as how far you can go, but you know, two, 300 feet typically is not, is not any, any big task. And uh, if you need the excavation tool, the high pressure water line, uh, there's easily quick connected. So you can quick connect an additional 50 to hundred feet of hose on there as well. Okay. Okay. So on, the, on, on uh, either one of these tools then um, is uh, what sort of, uh, what sort of things do, uh, does a contractor want to look at when they're, uh, looking at a skid steer and, and vacuum excavator, I mean, is that something where they're going to want to purchase both of the, both of those tools? Or is it one where, okay, I'm going to buy a, 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 a mini skid steer or a stand on skid steer, but I'll rent the vacuum excavator. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Brand, I'll take this one if you don't mind, jump in here if you've got stuff to add, but the fun part about it is just the, the different opportunities that these contractors have when they're going to do these job sites. And so, Typically, what we've seen in the past is, is this, this person, this company, they're going to buy the mini skid steer, the stand, the ride-on skid steer. They know they're going to use that day in and day out. They buy multiple attachments for it, so they are multiple uses already. Um, but they're also going into um, rental stores, whether it's your big rental stores or some mom and pops, typically have vacuum excavators there as well. They're testing that new water store. Right. So they're going in rather than making that huge, that not huge, but the decent investment up front. They're renting it. They're finding the opportunities for it, understanding its capabilities. And then in most cases, Ryan, they're going back to the dealership and, and purchasing a unit for themselves as well. Okay. So, uh, Brant, then a sim similar question for you, then understanding that perhaps a lot of them do end up starting out with buying that stand on skid steer. What would you say are some of the more standard attachments that they do go ahead and get? I mean, like, are they 
I suppose it would be depending on if they're in irrigation or landscaping as far as, you know, do they go right for that trencher or, or are they going right for uh, the pallet jacks and that, and that sort of thing? What, what uh, do you see are the prime attachments? Yeah, so buckets are number one. So uh, I'd say 100% of the stand on skid steers uh, have a bucket uh, somewhere in their fleet that they could use to carry materials. Uh, the second most popular attachment would be the pallet forks. Um, so you can carry materials on, on pallets. Uh, a lot of these landscapers also use those pallet forks to move trees. Uh, you also use pallet forks um, to, to get, unload and load trucks. Um, so like hardscapes or big, moving big stones with pallet forks because the stones are always different shapes. Uh, can't carry a large stone in a bucket because the, the weight is too far outside the bucket. So use pallet forks to carry big stones. And then, you know, obviously a, maybe a little bit bigger investment for these guys would be a trencher. Uh, but it, it's, it, be, it opens up opportunities for a contractor to own a trencher to be able to not only trench the product in or plow the product in, but to be able to finish that job from start to finish. Now, and on the attachment side of things, is that is it uh, viable or or even an option? Where do you see uh, in those rental the, those rental stores uh, where people would uh, a contractor might rent a rent a trencher, say rent an attachment because they don't have that particular attachment and and maybe don't want to make that even that investment but they have the mini skid and then they're going to maybe rent the vacuum X, but to get started, they want to have that trencher. Is that something that, that uh, happens much or is it more, they just are going to buy that whole thing up front and then maybe just rent the, the vacuum excavator on the front end before they do invest in that as well. No, we, we do see that a lot. We do see the contractor purchasing the skid steer in a bucket and then they start to branch out and go to these rental yards to, to possibly rent a rake or a trencher or, you know, a more high powered attachment. Um, and then also maybe even looking at a bigger machine, you would go rent a bigger machine to see if that was justified uh, before you would go make that purchase. So, you know, you may start in a small stand on skid steer, but you may realize the benefits of that small stand on skid steer. You're like, well, maybe, you know, I, I need a bigger one of these so I can lift more. I can bring in bigger stones. I can bring in whole pallets of sod you know, and, and maybe you rent that piece of equipment to see if your business can justify buying it. Uh, and we see a lot of business through that avenue. Grant, we'll stay with you for a moment here, and then we can switch back to the uh, vacuum excavators as well with the similar question is, uh, in using a mini skid, uh, what sort of uh, ROI can a uh, contractor expect uh, when, when investing in a mini skid? How? Yeah, I think, you know, the better ROI scenarios are owning multiple attachments. So not just having a bucket to move dirt or to move mulch is you open up so many other jobs by just adding, you know, one more attachment to your fleet. Maybe it's a tree grapple and you can, you can start to move logs and trees from people's yards, you know, jump into that arborist world, you know, or maybe they, they have a seed preparation attachment, a soil cultivator attachment, you know, and you start to branch out with very little expense if you own 
three or four attachments instead of one. So, you know, your bigger investment is the machine itself, but if, if you would invest in these two or three or four attachments, uh, your ROI is going to get much better. Uh, and, you know, most likely being able to pay those attachments off within a year. Okay. Okay. And, and I guess to, to play a little bit off of that then is, um, based on, on that general concept, for a smaller landscaper or irrigation contractor, uh, and when I say smaller, I'm, I'm talking about an operation that's, you know, at the, at the high end is say 10 employees. So in most of these cases, it's gonna be where the owner is an owner operator type. So do you see operations of that size? Does, it, does a stand on skid make sense for them versus again, getting that full size uh, compact track loader or skid steer uh, that can do some of the similar things, but isn't going to be able to get into that backyard. Whereas a, that stand-on is going to be able to do that. And when you get those multiple attachments, that does open that door pretty wide to do a lot more things, even at that size of a company. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, we we see a lot of owner operators uh, in our in our space uh, with these small stand-on skid steers, and it's because it's a it's a smaller investment than a than a big cat skid steer. So you know, we're starting to see a trend where you know the the bigger the company is, maybe they have both. They have a bigger cap skid steer to go move really large materials or, or big, you know, big, big holes for pools. Uh, but they have both pieces of equipment because it just versatile. You know, they get more versatile than uh, just owning one piece uh, of an equipment. And I think the bigger the company, you know, you see them jumping into more and more equipment. But a good starting spot is a standalone skid steer. And Chap Chapman, uh, just uh, uh, so you have an opportunity to chime in here as well, is a similar question uh, with the vacuum excavators then is uh, what sort of ROI uh, can a contractor expect with the, with the use of that type of machine? That's the, that's the million dollar question everyone wants to know, right? So the, the, I think Brent really hit on it is uh, versatility. So when we're talking about these two pieces of equipment, when you look, when you look at the ROI, your ROI is going to be based on what you're doing with that equipment and how often it's being used, right? So it's hard to, to give numbers on exactly what ROI you're going to be receiving without knowing or understanding how often the equipment's going to be using, what the typical day's like for them. But um, what we can mention with the VACs for sure is the versatility of a VAC not only allows this owner operator or company to go in and utilize the VAC for irrigation and landscape, but it also opens up other markets. So that person or that company can diversify the, the bids that they can go and look at. So for example, uh, Brent's going to be using his skid steer this week. It doesn't look like we need the vac because it's all new construction, new irrigation systems, nothing's in the ground yet. I'm going to have my vac go do some, some potholing and expose some utilities for an HDD contractor who needed some help exposing those lines or um, helping the city go map a couple of utilities. So it it diversify has it has the opportunity to diversify that contractor's base uh, of opportunities for work, but it also again comes back to the versatility. They can use it on uh, irrigation for replacing the sprinkler heads. You can use it to repair main lines in the irrigation systems by exposing the pipe, going down and cutting it, replacing it, uh, and then pairs very well with the mini skid section as well for new installation where utilities are already in the ground. So. I think 
the, the ROI question is, is a really good one and it just helps open up the opportunities to keep that piece of equipment working and get a better ROI for your investment. Well, uh, that that's uh, it, it. Sounds like uh, both of these machines are uh, extremely versatile in, across the green industry here, uh, both in irrigation and on the landscaping side, uh, to and really pair up uh, nicely together. So, uh, is there anything else uh, e either of the two of you would like to say uh, about these two machines in in summary here? Yeah, I think you know. First, I'd, I'd just like to start out again by saying thanks for this opportunity and, and having us on today. Really appreciate this opportunity to get to talk with you and, and your your listeners out there. So thank you very much for that. A um, couple of things here, just in, in summary, of what we talked about, whether it's um, replacing sprinkler heads, uh, cleaning up job sites, cleaning up residential areas. Remember, this does have a power washer on it, so you can do some cleanup around homes as you're doing the irrigation stuff. Uh, whether it's exposing existing utilities, uh, pulling up mulch, whatever it is, we can back that. So just, just keep that in mind as we're moving forwards. Uh, and then second and most important, I think it's it's really a good place to start is to go go talk to your local ditchwich dealer. Uh, whether it's you're getting into this world or you're, you've already been there, the ditchwich dealer really has the expertise in that area for ground conditions, um, where you can get supplies, whether it's sod, landscape material, other things like that. Um, they're going to be a great great resource for finding the piece of equipment that best fits your needs. Um, they do demos, they set everything up, so always contact them. They have a great training program uh, as well as Ditchwitch online training for both vacuum excavation uh, and multiple other areas as well, so check that out. Um, and then again, if you're, if you're putting in anything in the ground, always call 811 first. Let's make sure there's not utilities in the ground. Um, so first step, call 811, and then we can get the job going. Brent, do you have anything? Yeah, I think that's great. You know, we offer a lot of different sizes of stand-on skid steers. Check out our website, ditchwitch.com. Look at all the different offerings we have and, and lean on those dealers. Like Chapman said, lean on the dealers to tell you, you know, what kind of trencher chain you need. You know, we have all different types of teeth on our trencher chain. Those dealers really know your area. So lean on them. Talk to them. I appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for the time today, and uh, have a good one. Absolutely. Uh, thank you both uh, for joining us today, and I uh, appreciate it. And I'm sure uh, we'll have a chance to talk again in the future. Thank you. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thanks again to Brent and Chapman for joining us today on the Grassroots Podcast. And be sure and tune in bi-weekly for another Fresh Cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast on GreenIndustryPros.com. Mm -hmm.